The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning, everybody. This is Shannon Penrod, and we are live from my living room. This is a little bit slightly different format, and you're going to hear some talking in the background because uh, the studio is slightly different, and my husband is getting Nancy Allspaugh Jackson on the phone because it's time for Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I'm so thrilled to be here with you this morning. Uh, I want to remind you that we're going to be live for the next hour. And uh, <laughs> I know it's so distracting. There's noise going on in the back. We're going to be live with you for the next hour. Uh, we're going to be talking about the things that we normally talk about, which is how do we all survive and thrive, right? Uh, now, normally at this point in the show, we would have uh, our fabulous Traven show you all the different ways that you can connect with us. But instead, I'm going to just put up a graphic for you so that you guys can see all the different ways that you can connect with the show. While we're doing, while you're looking at that and seeing that, man, you can watch us on Twitter right now, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Deezer. I'm just going to admit that I'm such a geezer that I don't know what Deezer even is. But thank goodness we have Trayvon working with us. And some of you probably know what that is. But the point here is we want for you to connect with us in whatever way works for you. And by the way, uh, we're finding new ways literally every day that we can connect with you. So if there is a way that you know that you get your podcasts and that you would like to get Autism Live, we would love to hear about it. We particularly love uh, to be available to you in ways that are free because we feel that that's important for you. It's important for us to be able to give information to people around the world and now more than ever, Right. I know that a lot of you have a lot of different things going on right now. I, I want to pause for just a second, then we're going to get Nancy on, and we're going to go through some of the news stories that are uh, of interest to us right now this week. Um, spoiler alert, they all have an element of uh, COVID-19 with them, because I, I said last night, is there any other news right now? But I just want to pause for a second and say, we're here. We're going to persist. We are finding new ways to do this, new ways to reach out to you because this is what we do at Autism Live. So we're going to be here Monday through Friday at a regular time doing our live shows. And each one of the shows is going to be live and it will be interactive. You guys can continue to write in on our um the, the many different ways that you do. You can write in on Facebook. You can write in on YouTube. You can write in on Periscope and Twitter. You can also write in um, with us. <laughs> we got Nancy on the phone already. She's talking to Wyatt. Uh, it's because this is how it's going to be. It's going to be a little wonky to begin with. But I want you to know that you can also write in on our live feature. You can be asking questions. We are packing in experts to be with you next week to talk about things that you can be doing and to answer specific questions that you guys have about things that are happening in your home. I just want you to know, we've said from the beginning of the show that nobody can get through autism on their own, right? Um, that we all need to hold hands. Well, now we're going to do it virtually. The truth is we were always doing it before. We hold hands, right? And the phrase that I always like to remind us is, si se puede. We can do this and we will. Sure, there's going to be some bumps in the road, but I guarantee you there's going to be some things that we learn through this that are going to be really helpful. So priority number one is we're going to stay safe. Priority number two is that we're going to stay as healthy as we possibly can in all circumstances, right? And priority number three is that we are going to try to thrive in, and not just survive, right? 
and, and I'm going to be here for you. And we got experts, experts, experts that are going to be here with us. So feel free, write in. We're going to be monitoring. Even if we, we I'll be honest with you, we can't get to all the comments um, but in during a live show. But we are going to be processing those comments. If you will leave an email address for us to get back to you, we've got people standing by to help to support you through this. I also want to say, you know, so many of you um, out there know that normally we do this show live from the headquarters of the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. And, um, and you know, if you watch this show, that I am their biggest fan because my child, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half, and at that point he was nonverbal, self-injurious, and they were telling us to give up hope, um, we lucked out. We lucked out and we found CARD. And CARD saved our lives then. And I know that so many of you who watch the show, CARD's been in your life and saving your life. I realize that there are other quality ABA providers out there and not everybody watching this show um, is a, a member of the CARD family. Um, and bless you, I hope that your ABA providers are as on it as CARD is right now because CARD is continuing to provide services in so many different ways and in so many platforms right now to their families. And I do want to let folks know if you are a CARD family, we are now doing a CARD PTA. You know, the PTA is the parents that are truly amazing. Call every afternoon at four o'clock. Please check your email because I am emailing you, sending you a, a code to be able to come in and be a part of that interactive call with some of the top experts at um, Nancy. We can. Hey, hey, Nancy, I'm welcoming Nancy to the show. Nancy, hi, hi, I'm sorry. We just were hearing you talk. So I thought, why not bring her in? Um, so say hi to everybody, Nancy. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing during this uncertain time? <laughs> during this craziness, right? Yeah, um, it is. It is crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, let's start with you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Wyatt's having a bit of an adjustment being at home. He doesn't fully understand what's going on. He keeps saying he's sad that people have the virus. Yes. And he wants them to stop having it. And he's devastated about things like his baseball being canceled and um, his karate and his extracurricular activities and even school. He really misses school. Yeah. So um, for a lot of our kids, that is their social experience of the world. It is. I mean, he doesn't have social experience other than that. And some of his extracurricular activities. Yeah. So um, it's going to be tough. You know, the card therapist, as far as I know, I haven't heard since last night when the state lockdown happened are still coming to the house if you want them to. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that I want people to know is that ABA is considered a medically necessary treatment. And so uh, because of that, places like CARD, the Center for Autism and Related Disorders, are considered uh, a medical necessity. And so they do have um, the right to continue to provide those services. So CARD right now is offering for families that want to continue with therapy um, of course, the therapists have to be willing. And we understand that, you know, for a lot of people, they're needing to go home right now because they have other situations at home or they have someone who's fragile at home and that it is not advisable for them. But there are therapists who have, my goodness, superheroes who have risen to this occasion and are still willing to go to people's homes to provide therapy. CARD has put protocols in place to make sure that that remains safe. They're, um, you know, not sending as many therapists to a house, right? They're minimizing the number of houses that a therapist goes to. But if you are a card family and, um, you know, that is that is still a possibility for you, even if there is a, you know, a, a shelter in place, uh, just like nurses, nurses are allowed to go to the hospital and work. Uh, card therapists are considered um, people who are still able to move about while while we're in an emergency. So I hope that gives you some peace of mind, Nancy. Yes, it does. I mean, thank God he's still having his therapy and his supervisor came over yesterday and we created a schedule for him because as we know, for our kids, schedules are so important. Yes. Uh, in fact, that's some of what we're going to talk about in, in our news stories this morning. Some of the, um, some of the different places that are making recommendations about things to do um, to right. keep the wheels on. 
yeah, great story in the Washington Post. Yes. On parenting, helping autistic kids cope with the chaos and uncertainty of the virus. Yeah, and I think it's worthwhile for everybody to take a tootle over to the Washington Post. That is our first story. Uh, tootle over to the Washington Post. And and I thought it was a really well-written, uh, thought-out article um, that uh, really talks about um, what one mom is going through and and recommendations that she was given. But I think they're really sound. I'm dropping things all over the place, you guys. Uh, these really sound advice. Um, things like the visual schedule. Things like not putting heavy demands on our kids right now. We had Dr. Grampiche on Wednesday, uh, Nancy. And one of the first things that she was saying is that we need to up reinforcers right now and lower demands. We want to be working on maintaining the skills that we have but not this week pushing for new skill acquisition because our kids have a lot of anxiety right now. Right. And we may see an increase in certain behaviors. This article in the Washington Post points out that certain behaviors such as perseveration and um, specific topics may increase during this period because they're linked to it being anxious and confused. And have you, have you seen that with Wyatt? Have you seen that his perseverations, and, I, and tell me if that's too personal of a question. No, not at all. Yeah, I've seen his perseveration spike a little bit in these last few days. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm hearing from so many different parents and it's very individual, right? Um, but, you know, one of the things that I appreciated was that she was talking in the article is that sometimes your kids will do things and they're not necessarily connecting the dots for you to let you know that this is what has caused this, but they're going to be out of sorts. Like she was talking about offering her child like something he loves to eat. And he was like, no, it's too spicy although he's eaten it every day and loved it. And he was like, it's too spicy. And then later, you know, that he, he wanted to be left alone and then he didn't want to be left alone, that he was just a little out of sorts. And, you know, Nancy, maybe you can speak to this because to me, what it reminds me of is part of, uh, you know, what happens when grief is on board. When, you know, I, I, I remember that Wyatt went through a hard time when, uh, when your husband Reed passed away, his dad, and, uh -huh. and that it was like minute to minute. And, and he wasn't necessarily saying, eventually he was able to language it and say, I'm sad that my dad died, but, but he was just out of sorts for a little while. Yeah, definitely. It definitely had an effect on him. Yeah. Um, and we, he still talks about it every night when he says the blessing before dinner, he goes, and God, please give us a new dad. Oh, well, uh, now now a million men just went, wait, where do I get in line, Nancy? Yeah, let's order you up a fabulous man. Uh, maybe maybe that needs to be our campaign when this is all over, is uh, okay. picking Nancy a new, a, a new husband. Find, find Wyatt a new dad. <laughs> no, I want to find Nancy uh, a new fabulous husband. Okay. I think that okay. would make Reed really happy, I have to say. All right, we've digressed. Um, should we go on to our next story, which I got to say, you know, uh, I, I part of me didn't want to cover this story because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. We have enough to be down about. But I do think it's important um, that we be aware of this kind of stuff so that um, we'll, we'll be careful to not let too much backslide. Because the next story comes to us from The Scientist, and it talks about the fact that Autism research is going to be put on hold and it could be a devastating effect to the research that's in place right now because of the coronavirus. That yes, and I imagine that's the case on re scientific research everywhere. Across the board. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's particularly going to hit us because a lot of things that are going on, they're trying to figure out who's going to care for the animals, the mice, for example. And or what are organoids, Shannon? Do you know what organoids are? Uh, you know, I was going to ask you, Nancy. I have no idea what <laughs> I'm going to have. I have an assistant here. Uh, my husband is helping me this morning. You'll you hear him chuckle. Um, but I'm going to have him look up what organoids are. How's that? Uh, he's going to okay, Google it for good. me. Uh, okay. So, uh, and I'm I'm I'm. This is how low tech we have gone, you guys. I've got Nancy on the phone and I'm holding it up to the microphone. We're going to get this perfected a little by next week. But I think, you know, I mean, it's understandable. Research uh, assistants are being sent home and told to shelter in place. 
Um, and funding is going to be put on hold for a lot of different things. And I just want us to all put a little bookmark that as we come out of this, that we're all going to lobby hard for this research to be picked back up and for funding for research. Places like Autism Speaks have a lot of money for research. And um, I know that some of it very likely, I mean, honestly, fingers crossed, maybe some of that will be rerouted in this emergency, but then, um, you know, for it to be pushed back to research when this is all over. Let's none of us forget. I As, have a definition for argonoids. Hold you on. do? Yeah. She beat yeah. you, honey. Oh, I it, it was a race and and, she, and Nancy won. So what do you got, Nancy? An, ergono- an organoid is a miniaturized and simplified version of an organ produced in vitro in three dimensions that shows realistic microanatomy. So if you understand that, but it's a an or a simplified version of an organ produced in vitro. In vitro. So is it like when they're growing an ear on a in a in a petri dish? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what I take away from that definition. Wow, that sounds a little creepy, um, Westworldy to me. Uh, right. But there you go. Uh, but obviously, I, obviously, somebody has to care for these organoids, and also, like this, we said the live. Uh, research, you know, like mice and that kind of thing. And there's not the people to do it now. Jim's showing me pictures of organoids. Um, Uh Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But our last story this morning uh, comes to us from KUNR. And I just want to give a shout out to all of the PBS stations and and radio stations that are part of the public broadcasting network, because they have really stepped up to provide lots of educational information. And I really want to encourage everybody. Um, I, I did a blog uh, at the beginning of this week that listed 101 different things you can do at home with your kiddos. And one of them was go to your local uh, PBS station and what program they have here in LA. I don't know if you know this, Nancy, curriculum aligned instruction on PBS, which is super fun. So uh, first of all, I want to remind people, if you go on Facebook, you can find that list of 101 things. And I've since added to it and we'll add more later on because people are now sending me things saying, Shannon, what about this? Add this to it. So I think we're up to 105 things on it now, and I have like 20 more to add from last night. But um, but KUNR um, <clears throat> did an article about online learning solutions um, and the and the challenges that are that present for students with autism and ADHD. And I gotta say, I I, I feel like the um, the article really was geared towards kids that are very high functioning. Um, and that, you know, are, we're already maybe doing some things online and gave them some strategies. Um, but I know that a lot of people out there are struggling with how to get their kiddos. You know, if your kiddo needed an aid and was still struggling, you know, how we expect for them to sit and, and take instruction in a lecture form online is a little bit crazy. Are, are, yeah, yeah. are you having issues with that, Nancy? A little bit, yeah. It's a little bit of why it needs a constant focus and redirection to, to focus on what's online. Because he has an aid at school, and he's not necessarily as focused with this. You know, they're not. He's not able to get the redirection that he was able to before. Yeah, and we're gonna. I, I, as far as I know, we're having Bonnie Yates on the show on Monday, and I'm going to ask her to address this in particular. But if you have an IEP and your child has support services your child gets to have those while you are home. And my understanding is that, for instance, if you have a card aid for, I'm just taking a for instance, in your classroom, that um, your card aid can now come to your home if they are willing to and be the one-on-one aid helping them to do the online instruction. Now, if you have a school aid, now is the time to reach out to the school and ask if they're going to provide that or what they're going to do for you. And I know a lot of times the schools are like this. Um, I don't know. But we, the parents, have. if you find that you are in that position where, you, you know, it's, it's not meeting your child's need, call your school um, <clears throat> or email them 
and let them know that you're struggling and that you have the IEP. And Bonnie will be with us to talk about how you, you know, some different alternatives and how you maybe word that. But it's important to know that you do have the right to have supports uh, or or a different curriculum because it's not going to be one size fits all. Right. So you're saying that they're they're entitled to the same support that they'd be entitled to in school. Yes. Now, now we live in interesting times. And uh, so, you know, I know some people who have card aids in the classroom and have called their school. The school has said, yes, we'll continue to pay for the card aid if the card aid is willing to go to your home. Uh, you know, so I know that there are people who are doing that. Um, <clears throat> and then the aid is there and helps them to stay focused, um, to be able to, you know, take exactly what they were doing in the classroom, to be able to take the instruction and, you know, have them be able to receive it. So, um, and I do know from talking to Bonnie last week that your IEP doesn't go out the window when school closes. There are some special considerations because we want to make sure that everybody is healthy and no one is spreading this um, virus, but your child still has the right to a free appropriate public education, appropriate being the, the optimal word here. Um, so, but I do, for those of you who do want to know for, if you've got a, a really high functioning learner, I do think it's a very thoughtful um, article about strategies and talking to the teachers and, and, and it, I love the part in this article where it says for teachers that the best thing that they can do is say, how can I help support you? My issue only with that is that, you know, if you've got a five-year-old kid who has ADHD and autism and you, they're not going to know how to answer that question. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe a 20-year-old will be able to say, I, you know, I need to have the notes separately. Right. right. Um, I don't know. Um, but, uh, Nancy, I wish I could keep you for the full hour. I think by next week I might have that figured out how okay. we can keep you for the, uh, but we're, we're, we're figuring it out as we go. Okay, Shannon. We're rewriting well, the playbook. Will you it's please, you. it's great talking to you. I miss you, my friend. Please give everybody at your household a hug for us and please stay safe and healthy. Okay. Same to you, Shannon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So um, that was Nancy Allspot Jackson. And because as you know, on Friday, we do Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I didn't get a chance to tell you that our special guest today is Yadira Calderon. And we've had her on the show before. She's an amazing mom, um, mover and a shaker, man, um, with an amazing daughter. And, um, you know, but even though she's amazing and her the mom is amazing and her daughter is amazing, they face challenges on a daily basis and the way that they face them head on is unique and fabulous. And so uh, we're, I'm trying to see what, I have no idea what time it is um, because 10, my 1023. Okay. So we got a couple of minutes before we're going to get Yadira on the phone. And, and, and so I just want to, I was in a mid thought when we got Nancy on, I want to make sure that if you are a card family, that you are aware of the fact that we are doing those, as I said, PTA meetings, PTA stands for the parents that are truly amazing at four o'clock. Um, so please check your email <clears throat> so that you can be a part of that. It's interactive. You can ask questions. Um, and it's, uh, for instance, this afternoon, Dr. Grampiche will be on the, on the webinar with us. And you can ask her questions directly um, that you have about COVID-19, how your child is progressing, concerns that you have. Um, and, and unfortunately, you guys, I, I can only offer that uh, that webinar to card parents, but I want you to know that we're going to be replicating a lot of that stuff here with Autism Live. So please don't feel left out and be like, Shannon, you know, because we're going to be doing a lot of that here. It's just that it's a it's a wider, wider audience. And, um, you know, each one informs like on Tuesday, I'm just going to tell you this on Tuesday. Um, we're having the top experts in the field of assaultive behavior management um, at CARD, they're going to be with us, joining us on Autism Live. Art Wilkie and Dr. Sienna Green and Wooten are going to be here for any of you who are having such extreme behavior from your kids that perhaps you're a little bit afraid um, and you're afraid that you're going to get hurt or that your child is going to get hurt. And thinking about this period of time in which 
you're going to be in your house with your child alone could be daunting, right? That's a very important show that I want you to make sure that you tune into on Tuesday, Autism Live, um, because our art is going to be here with us and he's going to talk about strategies to protect yourself and to protect your child. Dr. Sienna Greener-Wooten is going to be here and she's going to be talking about antecedent modifications, those things that we do before things escalate. Um, and throughout the week, we're going to be offering um, tips for how we cope as parents and how we help our kids to cope because they're even, you know, one of the things that the, these articles that we were talking to you about said is that, you know, don't lay all the heavy stuff on your kids. Don't put all the nervousness on your kids, but you know what? Um, even if you're, we're, it's, we can't not talk about it completely because our kids are little barometers, right? And they know. So you want to put it in as simple terms as possible, possible. But don't for a minute think that our kids aren't aren't picking up all the anxiety. I think that they're little empaths. I think that it's exactly the opposite of what we were told for years, which was that people on the autism spectrum have no empathy. I think it's completely the opposite, that they're little sponges for it and that they feel it so much that they kind of wall themselves off from it. I don't know, just my theory. But I, I, I think it's super important that we not just ignore that and give them ways to breathe, ways to be calm, and lots of things to stay busy. I know that that's what's been working for me this week, that, you know, there have been times when I've been like, ah, you know, what's going on? Um, and the minute I've had something to do, boy, it, it goes away, right? Um, so let's keep our kids busy, right? And if you don't know what to do with them, um, you don't have to guess. I made that for you. It's on our Facebook page right now. Um, 101 things to do with your kids while you're staying at home. Okay. Um, I, I, it's close enough now. We're going to get uh, Yadira on the phone, Yadira Calderon. And she's been so flexible. We've had to cancel a couple of times there, but she is a mom extraordinaire and has got a wonderful daughter who is both a brilliant artist and a skater and a remarkable, remarkable young woman. But we all are familiar with the fact that into every one of our lives, some rain must fall. And in particular for folks who are on the autism spectrum, yes, um, telling my assistant, my husband, to go ahead and push dial. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to take this and then uh, hopefully this will go through. The subscriber you have dialed is not in service. <laughs> all right. We're going to check that phone number uh, and then we're going to figure out what to do. Uh, Traven, if you would do me a favor and um, text me right now, because the number I have apparently is not the number. Um, and I'm going to just keep talking about the things that we can do with our kids. And, and that really important thing that, do you know where my phone is, honey? Yes. We, okay. So watch for, do you want to say hi to my husband, you guys? Say hi, honey. Just, Hello. <laughs> that is my husband. Uh, no, you can, you can, you can. So my, my husband is a voiceover actor and an actor. So you can, you can tell like him his voice. A mountain, a mountain man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in quarantine. <laughs> but the, you know, and that's, that's a good story that that is just, uh, but his, uh, his beard, he has uh, been cultivating a beard, which you may want to reconsider during this, this brief hiatus. My husband is um, uh, an actor and he, the main, his main uh, bread and butter job right now is that he is a, what is it, a, a wizard? A wand, well, they call it the wand keeper, but you know, a uh, he's a wizard at um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, when you go there, and I hope that one day you will be able to go there, uh, they they have the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and the place that you go to is the Ollivander Wand Shop, and you're brought in. And um, well, Trayvon, we've got the same number and it's not working. So I don't know what's up about that. Um, it may be, uh, Trayvon, if you can email her for me and see uh, what the deal is or have Cindy do it. We got the whole team involved now. But in any case, my husband, um, so when you go in to Ollivander's, um, there's an experience that you go in and you go into a room and there's a wand fitting and it's very pyrotechnical and super cool. If you're at all interested, you can um, go on YouTube and see what the experience is because a lot of people um, will videotape their, their wand fitting. But it's super cool what my husband gets to do. And 
what I especially love is that so often he'll come home and tell me that um, it's like he has a sixth sense that he picks out kids from the crowd because somebody gets picked from the crowd to be the person who gets the wand fitting. And of course, my husband unerringly picks the kiddos who are on the autism spectrum. And often there are letters written later on from mom saying, you know, like I had four kids there, but he picked my kid who was on the autism spectrum. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great, but I don't know how it's going to work out. And then it worked out great. This guy is so patient. And it's like, he knew what to do with a kiddo on the autism spectrum. Um, And we, we kind of get a big thrill out of that uh, because he comes home and he's very excited about that, about, you know, getting that, getting that opportunity to, to do that and connect in that way. Uh, super love that about him. And he's a great autism dad. And um, I, I said to him the other day, we now have been self-quarantining for a little over a week. Uh, last Thursday afternoon, we made the choice as a family to self-quarantine. And uh, because of some of our extra things that we have going on and uh I, I said, boy, there's nobody I'd rather rather be on lockdown than with you, honey. And so much longer. So, <laughs> did you hear what he said? I just said this wonderful thing about, honey, there's no one I would rather be on quarantine with than you. And he's like, oh my gosh, has it only been a week? It seems so much longer. So, you know, I'm a weekend and it's like honeymoon for me. And I'm like, oh, I've gotten to spend so much time with my husband. I'm falling in love with him all over again. And he's like, only a week. It seems like a lifetime. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But I do think one of the things that we all need to be cultivating right now, and one of the things that I think has helped us uh, and so many other people to get through the things that we've gotten through in life is a sense of humor. Uh, If you can't be laughing, um, then really, what are you doing? So we're still trying to figure out uh, where Yadira is. So I'm going to go back to talking about the blog and the 101 uh, things. And and I, I don't mean to say that you, we know where Yadira is. We don't have the right contact information to reach her. So we're figuring that out. Um, it's not Yadira's uh, fault, but for some reason we have the wrong phone number for her. Um, so the blog, 101 things to do. I just want to point out that some of the things uh, have an interactive link with them. And for instance, there was one that I added last night that um, somebody had given to me and said, look at all these fabulous virtual field trips that you can go on with your child. Now, if you have those virtual glasses that you can put on, um, then your child can have that 3D immersive experience, which, you know, for some of our kids is super cool, but for some of our kids, maybe not the thing to do, but you can also watch them together without the 3D glasses. So, you know, we're really uh, hoping that you will take to heart some of the advice that we've given on the show about a visual schedule so that in the morning you get up and whether it's a dry erase board or just a piece of construction paper and you have written this map for the day where you, where it says, you know, breakfast, right? And um, you can either make pictures uh, or you can have your child make pictures, which is a great art project for them to do, right? And so that you have a picture that represents breakfast and then, you know, the next thing. And depending on what you're working on and the level of your child, the, that'll dictate what the visual schedule looks like. But for instance, for our kiddos that are working on time, this is a great way to reinforce time because you can put a little thing on the side of the visual schedule that says the time. Like it can say 830, 8, you know, colon 30 and have breakfast next to it. And so you have the clock sitting there and you ask your child, you know, does it say 830 yet? If it says 830, then it's time for breakfast, right? Um, So we're teaching more things at the same time, right? But, um, and then you want to plug different things in. And here's the deal. As Dr. Grampichet told us on Wednesday, there's got to be more fun. Now, I know initially for parents, it's like, oh my gosh, like I have to work from home or I've got other kids or like, I, I don't have a degree in early education so that I can put together fun things. I'm a little bit lost. That's where you go to the list. And you pick maybe two or three of them off the list, whether it's two or three for a day or two or three for a week, you go with your comfort level and you, you plug them onto the list, but you put the schoolwork on there too. Uh, Just remember that in the beginning, you might want to have much more reinforcement 
and a much smaller amount of schoolwork and that we want to be doing things that are, when we're doing the things that are not preferred, that we're doing things that they already have the ability to do, we're just maintaining that skill. Today is not the day to introduce trigonometry in whatever, you know, uh, on the sliding scale of whatever the, the skills are for your child. If your child does not yet know how to tie shoes, today's not the day that we're going to start it, right? We're going to work today on things that they already know how to do. And we're going to praise them heavily and give them lots of reinforcers for doing the things that they already know to do. And what that's going to do is one, maintain skills, which is super important during this time, right? But also it's going to lower anxiety and it's going to build rapport between the two of you. Because when your child feels like, I, I know what's happening, I can trust you, then they're going to be more willing to be open to other things in week two or week three. And I, we don't know how many weeks this is going to be, right? Here's the analogy for you. When you're driving your car and you have somebody sitting next to you who's navigating, I don't know if you use Waze, I use Waze. And I always get frustrated with Waze because she's a little bit slow on the draw. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to know what's happening now. I can see the exit coming. Do I get off on this exit? What do I do? And Waze always tells me like about 30 seconds later than when I want to know. And my anxiety goes up. It literally goes up. When my husband has the directions and, you know, and he's telling me, I'm like, tell me what the next thing is, because I want to know what's happening. I love that Dr. Grampiche once said to me, she said, you know, imagine that you come into work and you have no idea when you're going to get a break. You don't know when the end of the day is. You don't know when you're going to get to go to the bathroom. You don't know when you're going to get a snack and you don't know when you're going to get your paycheck. How long would you stay in that job? And how stressful would you find that job? That is what it's like for our kids. They're coming on the job every day and we're motoring them through the day and they can't see what's coming next. And that is anxiety provoking. So that's why we do the visual schedule. When you put the visual, visual schedule in there, then the child, and you put text if the child is learning text or, or, or understands text, right? But you put the time there and you put a little visual that shows what we're going to do, where it shows, you know, school book um, or reading, you know, you figure out what the icon is. And then you go over it with a child in the morning and you go, first, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. Now, some of your kids don't understand first and then yet. That's okay. Um, let's assume that there's a certain amount that's getting in and let's point to the pictures and, and point to the time. And if they don't get it today, once you go through today, tomorrow, there will be a little bit better understanding of that. And by the end of the week, they're going to go, okay, I see that this matches up with this in all likelihood. Right. Um, and that will make your life easier when you're having to read the fly all day long. It's rough. Now, I want to pivot for just a second to talk about those of you who have kids that are a little bit older and um, and potentially have skill levels that are significantly higher than a visual schedule. And so you might be thinking to yourself, Shannon, I'm not going to do a visual schedule. I'm a 16-year-old. I'm not going to do that. And I just want to say that in talking to a bunch of parents recently, uh, we were all talking about, I, I myself was making this mistake. Um, and sort of like, you know, they're older, we'll just take the day as it comes, right? The truth of the matter is we all need a visual schedule to get through this. We all need to know when the break is coming. We all need to know what we're doing to be productive. And you're going to see that even the things that used to be reinforcing to your kiddo right now may not be. And we all need to be a little bit patient with that, Right. Um, I'm just going to tell on my son a little bit here and he won't appreciate me for this, but, uh, you know, he was doing his online schoolwork and in between, you know, he was reinforcing himself with some video games and chats with his friend while I was working and my husband was doing other things, but it got to the end of the day. And we've been, one of the things that we've said is we have to keep moving. Um, and so we've been taking walks uh, safely around our neighborhood with our dog, maintaining distance from people, right? But 
every day, it's like pulling teeth to get my son to come downstairs and go for the walk. You would think that I was asking him to climb Mount Everest, right? I'm asking him to walk around the block. And he'll start out and he's very guarded while we're walking. And it was hilarious the other day because it reminded me of when he was much younger because I started trying to make it even more fun and saying silly things that I know make him laugh. And he was, he, he was trying so hard not to laugh. Like it was like he was just like going to keep it so that it was, you know, the face on that he was miserable to let me know that he's miserable as if this is my fault, right? Uh, broad shoulders that the mom has. I just want to say to myself and to all of you that are watching that we're having to push our kids to do things, some of our older kids, we do need to push them. Now is not the time to let them languish because it's going to be very easy to get depressed right now for anyone, for anyone on the spectrum, not on the spectrum. And if we don't keep things moving and keep some form of normalcy and add in other things that stave off depression, you know, it, it all goes south very quickly. So putting things in... Making your older kids participate in doing chores, uh, it's not going to kill them. You will get a little bit of pushback from those older kids. Make it fun. And this is what it says on that list. Put on some music. And, and you know, when you're, if you're sweeping the floor, you can be boogieing while you're doing it, right? Um, don't just leave them to do it. Sweep the floor with them. Make it silly. You know your kid better than anybody else. Make it fun and have a big reinforcer afterwards. Uh, we can do this. And I know it feels like it's a bunch of work for you, right? I, I know I had at least one moment yesterday where I was like, oh, I can't do all the things I'm doing at work and then force you to take a walk, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is I just I was able to breathe through it. And of course, I'm very lucky that I have my husband and he's helping me to help get him to walk too. Um, but we got through it. We still went for the walk. Remember, we don't, when people are trying to escape from the things that we're asking them to do, uh, we, we don't allow them to escape. But again, be careful. We're only doing things that are easy. Walking around the block is an easy thing for my son to do. If that's a big thing for your kiddo, that's not the thing that you do right now. But for my son, that's a super easy thing to do and something he would normally find very reinforcing. So I do need to push him. I do need to make it reinforcing for him. I need to reward him for doing it, but I need to not let him escape. It feels easier in the moment to just give in and go, well, I guess we're not going to walk today, but that is not the place to go. We, we need to keep our kids moving. We need to keep it fun. So take a look at the list of um, the things um, to do and just know that there are going to be some of them on the list that are not appropriate for your kiddo um, and pass those by. You know, if your kiddo is not a craft project thing, then you are going to breeze right past the one about taking soup cans and bolts and screws and making uh, a robot, right? If, if your kid is not about that, you just breeze right on past that. But I will say that in a couple of weeks, um, if we're still doing this, which it looks like we might be, it might be time at that point to try a couple of things that you haven't done before. Um, I know one of the things that I've been excited about that is uh, on the list is that the Metropolitan Opera all this week has put out a schedule of operas that they are going to stream live for free for people to watch. Now, when would our kids have this kind of a cultural experience ever before, right? Something to be taken advantage of. I know I mentioned this to my husband last night. I was like, we could be watching the Met Opera. And he looked at me like I had lost my mind entirely. Um, but I guarantee you that in, in a week, uh, my husband's going to be excited to watch one of them, <laughs> right? Um, and I had said to him, you know, uh, the, what I have on the list is that watch the opera and be silly with it, like take turns um, standing up and, and singing the opera. You know what it reminds me of? We've had um, the fabulous Spencer Hart on the show many times. She's a young woman who um, really was struggling to communicate um, as a child. And her mother had Phantom of the Opera on the TV. Never had, you know, they're not an opera family or they weren't. Um, never had thought to take her to an opera before that. 
Um, but Phantom of the Opera was on and she heard Sarah Brightman sing. And that little girl opened up her mouth and what came out changed history, right? Uh, she can sing opera. This girl can sing opera. And mom was like, what just happened, right? Who would have thought? Who would have known? So not this week, but next week or the week after, once your kids get to a comfort level, it might be time to try something. And you know what? If you turn on an opera for a couple of minutes and you try to get them involved in it and they don't want to, you can turn it off and amend and try something new. Um, okay. I want to go to a couple of questions that uh, Traven is sending in that you guys have written in. So let's take a look here. So um, Christine on YouTube says, trying to walk 15 minutes a day. It's a struggle with my son who is 17, but I do it. And if I don't, we feel the pressure in the house. The walk helps a lot. Amen to that, Christine. I, I feel that very much. Um, hang on a second. I'm just scrolling down to the other things that um, uh, that Traven sent. Um, somebody said, uh, thank you for still making these videos. Uh, my greatest mentor, thank you so much. Because, you know, uh, you being there and watching and participating is everything in the world to me. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. What about HIPAA with therapy? Um, Joyce is wanting to know, I want you to know a couple of things that are happening right now. Um, that, um, the, the United States government has put out some new directives on HIPAA and, um, in order to mobilize for, um, people to get what they need, there were some insurance companies that had already allowed for telehealth where you could be online with somebody and talking um, and receive mental health and do all kinds of things telehealth. And you could get your supervision, depending on who your funding source was, from your supervisor for ABA therapy. You could be doing that online. But there were all kinds of rules that protected your HIPAA and, and the ways in which you did it. Um, because of the amazing circumstances that we live in, we're finding that having the HIPAA approved way of doing it may not be available to everyone. And some insurance providers are saying, look, we, you know, if the family is, is saying that they're okay with it and, and if, if it's preventing the family from accessing the care that they need, that's really not what the HIPAA laws are there for. So in some circumstances, um, they're, they're loosening those a little bit. So your HIPAA, your HIPAA rights are really important. Um, and in fact, you know, um, I would say they're, you know, one of the most important things, but if you find that it's getting in the way of you getting therapy, um, that's what, what the government is saying right now. We don't want to see that happen. Uh, but I think it's important, um, Joyce, to be talking to your provider about what they're comfortable with, what you're comfortable with. And, and this thing is evolving so quickly that it's, you know, even me quoting to you what I had read the other day about HIPAA from the government, that's probably two days old and it might have changed since then. So I think it's super important. Traven is sending us a new phone number for, um, it's the same number, She's Traven. Um, all right. Well, step outside, honey, and try it again, honey. and let's see what happens. It could be that all the circuits are busy. I don't yeah. know. It's a mystery to me. Uh, okay. So KG, uh, KJ wrote in on Facebook and said, uh, perseveration is our life. And I'm sending you a hug, KJ, because, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who this is the case. And this was the case two weeks ago, right? And this just adds on to it. Um, I think it's really important if you're working with an ABA professional to talk with your supervisor about ways that you can cope with this right now. Um, because right now the rule book is different. You know, I always go back to talking to Dr. Temple Grandin about her perseverations and the fact that her mom allowed her to, um, perseverate for a certain amount of time that she was told you can go and do that. And, you know, this is the amount of time that you have, but then you have to do this or you have to do this before. And then you get that amount of time. Um, that's not going to work for everybody, but I, you know, I think it's a really uh, worthwhile thing to do. I think he's bringing me the phone. Um, 
So uh, I want to I want to go. That's okay. You can come right in, honey. I guess we have Yadira on the phone with us. Yes, yes, here she is. Here we go, Yadira. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so sorry <laughs> it took us so long to figure out how to get you on the phone. <laughs> how are well, I'm you? So glad finally get to hear you. Yes, I'm glad to hear you. And our audience is listening to you too right now. So Yadira, tell them a little bit about you so that they know. I am Yadira Calderon. I am the parent of a child diagnosed with autism. Um, at 53, at almost 53, I'm realizing that this world of autism is a total package. Many doors need to be opened. And uh, that's exactly what I have done in the past eight years. I am opening doors for my child to make sure that she understands the world. It can be hers for, to take. And this is easier said than done, but that's what we're trying right now. She's almost 12 years old. Presently, she's verbal. Presently, she's reacquired many skills that she lost when she had a massive regression at two and a half years old. And we are rediscovering the world and what it is like to raise a child diagnosed with, in this case, autism, but it could be anything else. Um, so understanding also that we, the families, have many challenges ahead of us, and many times it's very difficult finding that path or creating that special group of individuals that allow us to become better parents because we cannot do this alone. And many parents, unfortunately, right now, especially with the current situation, the country and the world is living, they are realizing, oh, my God, I'm all alone. I don't have extra support. Yes. Um, and you are somebody who, from as far as I can see, uh, from the very beginning has been very proactive. You, um, I, I feel like you are this fearless warrior who, um, boy, you know, there's an expression that says uh, when you're in the autism community, you, you understand that you could take any autism mom and be in a knife fight with them. And <laughs> And I got to I got to say that if I was in a knife fight, you're you're one of the first autism moms I'd want to be in in it with. Uh, so uh, because you you've decided to be positive about this. You've decided to be proactive. Your, your daughter is amazing. She's a beautiful artist. She's an amazing skater. Yes, that's the new chapter in her life for the past year where when we, a year and a half, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, seeking safety from a school setting. My brother uh, is a teacher, and I decided that I would make a very drastic move to be with him. He opened up the doors. We can live there thanks to him uh, as we get settled. And uh, But my brother is in a safer environment. It hasn't been that simple, but it, it has been the process to create um, a space for my daughter to understand, yes, the world in a school setting, middle school, can be difficult, but you have to learn that there's people around you that can help you. So school is the hard part, but then we created this incredible world with art, with Borderless Arts Tennessee, and we've also created a beautiful world for her where she's loved, accepted, and she has this incredible skill for ice skating with Scott Hamilton All-Stars. And it's just, wow. And she realizes, she tells me, Mom, when I go skating, everyone accepts me, everyone loves me. And even when I'm having some of my hard moments, people are there to talk to me and they show love to me. And I say, exactly, my dear. And that's why you need to understand that in this world that we live in, we value what is good around us and then what is difficult we learn to speak out and we learn to find solutions. And those solutions, many times, they do not appear or take place as soon as we'd like them to, but we take those necessary steps, especially with our children whose view of the world and reactions are example in a school setting when a child is telling her, oh, you look like this or you look like that where our children take everything so literal and personal you know 
and for my daughter has been very difficult to be able to have those quick responses. Oh, look, what are you doing talking about me? Look at yourself or leave me alone. You know, get away from me. It's for, for many of our children, that is very hard to have those type of quick responses that will tell uh, a bully, a person who makes the decision to harass, bother, or attack somebody else, oh, this person is weak, let me go and attack him. So it is it is the, 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 our current dilemma, you know, and we are not wallowing in it, we're not crying over it, we are facing it, go home and uh, finding the solutions. But again, yes, going back to the positivism and the good things around us, really cherishing and building and strengthening those relationships with those individuals who love and respect her. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing, you know, cause a lot of times um, parents are, we're, we're, if we're trying to be positive, it's very hard to also tell the side of it that isn't the positive. Right. But I appreciate yeah. that you tell both sides of it, Yadira, and that, you know, your daughter on paper and online, you know, we see her, we see her skating and we go, wow. Or I see, you know, art shows that you guys are doing. And I'm just like, wow, that girl is tearing it up. But then, you know, the both of you speak out about the bullying that she's been through. And I just want to say to you, I really appreciate it because so often social media can make it look like it's all sunshine and rainbows. And, Correct. and the story that you tell is that it isn't all sunshine and rainbows, but we're going to focus on, on moving it towards that direction because that's the choice that we get, right? That's correct. And so, Yadira, where, t- talk to us about where people can go to find out more about what you're doing and to follow your story and to see your beautiful daughter, to see her skate. Everybody should see her skate. Thank She's you. amazing. Definitely. Thank you so much. Number one, they can go to our website, autismhappykingdom.com. Number two, they can find my daughter on Facebook and Instagram. Her artist name is Rainbow Mosho, M-O-S-H-O, and they can follow her. And in there, she puts in her videos and her notes and she shares her art. And just being a kid, you know, innocent, open, loving the world and having this view, you know, that many of us in this adult world that we live in, with the good and the bad that we have to face, it is so refreshing to hear some of these quirky comments my daughter makes because it's just like, oh, yeah, why am I worrying, you know? <laughs> Let's just think the rainbow mosh away, you know, and we'll chill out and we'll keep finding solutions for everything. What an amazing, amazing young woman she is. But I, I got to say, I think the apple's not falling very far from the tree. Now, I put up the... I put up the, so it's autismhappykingdom.com. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I want, I, I'm learning how to caption on this software that we're using. So it's on the screen now, but for those of you who are listening in iTunes or on iHeartRadio, autismhappykingdom.com. Yes. Okay. And yes, autismhappykingdom.com and on Facebook and Instagram, Rainbow Mosho, M-O-S-H-O. Okay. I'm so sorry that we got to you so late, but I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to connect with you. I think that your story and your daughter's story are are really important to our community any day of the week, but especially right now, Yadira, when people, when people are like, look, you know, we've been talking about this all week long that um, we all get up every morning and we get to choose which, which side of the glass we're going to look. Is it half empty or half full? And that how we choose defines how the day is going to go, right? Yes. Yes, Shannon. Yes, Shannon. And we try as best as we can to look at that half full and uh, just move along. Yep. Move along and be thankful, especially now there's too much uncertainty. I know there are families that are suffering. I know there are families that do not know what to do. But right now, social media... It is helping many of us with videos, with resources. Reach out and touch someone. Let people know what you need. Let people know what you're looking for. There are a lot of people out there that are willing to help. Absolutely. And we must do so. 
And I got to say, you know, here, we really want to hear from people. We really want to know what they need because we're going to be here. We're going to be doing shows and I want them to be things that are meaningful for our viewers. Um, And I always say I I gave up being a mind reader to be an autism mom. So don't expect me to know. You got to tell me. (laughs) Right. Yes. Thank you. And I know that you're part of that community too, that you you're so helpful and you're such a great resource. And I love reading I try, and following. I try and I yeah. open up and people send me notes and people ask me questions. And if I don't have the answer, I will try to find a referral. Yes. Let's go contact someone else. There's this other organization and uh, let's keep digging. There's always a solution for everything. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Uh, thank you so much for being with us, Yadira. I'm trying to navigate all my different windows that I have open. But again, we want to say autismhappykingdom.com. And thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Shannon. And keep always all the good, wonderful work you guys keep doing and keeping mm-hmm. us enlightened and keeping us moving forward, which is the most important thing. Thank you. We're going to keep on keeping on because that's what, you know, that what other choice is there? So we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do anything but that. So thank you so much for being with us, Yadira. Wonderful. Stay thank safe. And yes. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I wanted to just take a minute and go back and see, because there were other comments and I just want to take a quick second um, uh, Joyce has said, this is hard with online school and a student with mild autism is feeling overwhelmed and is having a hard time with staying home all of the time. And, and I just want to say to you, Joyce, yes, yes, that is absolutely the truth. And, you know, in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking more about acceptance commitment therapy. And that is the therapy. If you want to, if you want to rush ahead of where we're going, uh, there's a, there's a book by Russ Harris that's called the reality slap. Um, and he is someone who, um, uh, he happens to be a parent of a person on the autism spectrum. So, um, I, I love the things that he says because so often people tell us just suck it up. Well, you know what? We can't just suck this up. That's not going to happen. That's not even a possibility, right? So we need to look at what is, we need to, um, say, yes, that's what's happening. And then uh, we always talk about, um, you know, taking a a bigger picture because we can focus on just, oh my gosh, we're stuck in the house, right? And that is true. And nobody is going to negate that, right? And we can't poo-poo it away. And guess what? We can't eat it away. I've already tried. Uh, But um, if we look at what the bigger thing is and go, okay, um, I'm stuck in the house. And, you know, what are some things that I have never had the time to do? Uh, right? Is there something that I have not had the time to do that I could now do with this time? And I'm asking everyone to fish through your wish list and pick something. Is it, you know, what is the thing that you've been saying? Oh, I'd really love to do that, but I don't have time. Is it, you know, you want to write a book? Maybe you've got the time now. Is it that you don't have enough time to exercise? Is it that you don't have enough time to meditate? Is it that you don't have enough time to learn the things that you need to learn to be able to help your child. I do want to remind all of you that um, we talk a lot on the show about the Institute for Behavioral Training, ibehavioraltraining.com. Let me see if I can be uh, a wise, good woman and put that up on the screen for you guys. ibehavioraltraining.com. If you go there, uh, I can't talk and type at the same time. Look. I can't do it. Um, if you go there, why is it not showing it? Ah, ibehavioraltraining.com. There we go. I'm impressed with me. Are you? Uh, they have um, classes that you can take. They're videos. And they, they're in three different categories. It's a little bit easier, I got to say. They're not going to appreciate me saying this. But there's on the top, it'll say, do you want to look at it at the old site? I will tell you for a parent, it's easier to look at the old site because it divides it by things for practitioners, things for teachers, and things for parents. And I would encourage you to look at some of the classes. They're between like $7.50 and $15. It's cheaper than buying a book, right? And you can do a training and you can get better at the things that you want to know how to cope with your kiddo, right? Um, So Joyce, I just want you to know that we're all feeling it. Try the visual schedule. See if that can help to lower the anxiety. Remember to 
push down on the number of demands and up all the things that are reinforcing. It's individual. Um, but if you do that with a visual schedule, I think that you'll write back to me on Monday and say, you know, we've had an easier time and you'll find that you'll be able to build on that. All right. We want to thank you guys for being here. I just want to give you a little bit of a tease of what next week is going to look like on Monday. We um, are told that we have Bonnie Yates and she's going to be here to talk with us about some of the things that we can be talking about with school and our IEP and how, what supports we can get for this online learning. And maybe you need a different curriculum, you know, and that's entirely possible and you can request that. Um, on Tuesday, as I mentioned before, we're going to have Art Wilkie, who is an expert in the field of assaulted behavior and management with individuals who are on the autism spectrum. And we'll have Dr. Sienna Greener Wooten. And we're going to be talking about those kids who hit and they bite and they kick because they're doing it out of frustration. And we're going to be talking about what to do to keep them safe, to keep you safe so that nobody gets hurt at home. Um, but we're also going to be talking about strategies to avoid getting it to that point, right? So don't miss that on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I'm told that we have Dr. Doreen Grampichet. She's going to be answering your questions live for Ask Dr. Doreen. And then Thursday, we've got things that we're lining up, but I, it's to be announced. Uh, so I just want to thank all of you for being here and being with me. And we're going to hold hands virtually. And we're going to get through this together. Si se puede. If you are a card parent, open your email. Join me this afternoon with Dr. Doreen Grampichet. Everyone else, I will see you back here on Monday. Uh, and until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.